Our text is Matthew 21, verse 28. It's a short little verse. Seven words, perhaps. Son, go work today in my vineyard. Son or daughter, go work today in my vineyard. Now these seven words in our text occur in one of our Lord's parables, perhaps, and they introduce the theme of Christian service. Now, I believe that the Lord wants us wants his children to be happy and holy, but also helpful. And it's on this theme of helpfulness that I'm uh, speaking to you today. In our own way, every one of us is called to be a son or a daughter or a worker in the Lord's vineyard. So we could say that the word of the Lord comes to us here today, go work today in my vineyard. Now there are five significant words each of which brings before us a vital aspect of truth in relation to the service into which we are called and which we should be engaged. I want to examine these five words one at a time and find out what can they tell us about this matter of Christian service. Now the first word is son or daughter. It describes the basis of Christian service. It's crucial that we recognise that the basis of all true Christian service is our relationship to God. It's basic. And this involves being born into his family, born again. Relationship is the qualification for service. Too many today, though, are trying to serve who are not sons or daughters, who have never humbled themselves before Jesus Christ and repented of their sins and been born again. I know various evangelists from Billy Graham and Bill Newman say very often in their ministries they find that people come to uh, uh, be born again who are already very busily occupied in their church and work. And yet they've never really been born into God's family. Back there in the third chapter of John there's a startling illustration of this haven't we, with, with Nicodemus. This great leader the church or the synagogue at the time and yet Jesus said you have to be born again. You have to explain it to Nicodemus. Now sonship must precede service. So I need to ask everyone even here today, if you're serving the Lord here in this church, are you quite sure you are children, you are a child of God? Have you come to that point of commitment and surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you been born again into his family by the operation of God's Holy Spirit in your heart and life? John 1.12, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not, as your, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Son, daughter. The second word is Go. And that describes the authority of Christian service. What is it that gives any one of us authority to preach the gospel, whether it's from a pulpit or open air or from a Bible class, by word of mouth or by letter or any other way? Where is our authority for proclaiming and spreading the good news? This very day, tens of thousands of Christian men and women will be going into the Lord's vineyard and will be preaching and teaching the gospel in churches and mission halls and out in the jungle 
Bible classes, Sunday schools. Where's our authority for doing this? Well, our authority is this little word go on the lips of Jesus. We're to go and tell. He has commanded that of us. This is the commission of the Lord himself, as we read in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He said to them, Go ye into the entire world and preach the gospel to every creature. And 2 Peter 3, 9 gives a good reason for it. The Lord is long-suffering toward us and is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. This morning we are considering the ministry of Mission Aviation Fellowship, an interdenominational and international ministry that came into being at the end of World War II. Over the past 50 years or more, it's been my privilege to hear the testimonies of dozens of young men and their wives who have heard and followed the call to apply to MAF. Some have left lucrative careers. Some have been airline and military pilots. Some have had professional qualifications. Many have left their family farms. All of them have faced temptations to ignore the call. Max Myers left a promising career in the Air Force to fly small, underpowered aircraft in Papua New Guinea, as did David Grace, a Qantas jumbo captain, who did likewise. Colin Dawn left a pharmacy practice and served in Aboriginal missions for many years. Tim and Georgie Valence Webb left their lawyer careers in England. Roy Howie was, was typical, too, of many children growing up on mission fields where their parents were working as missionaries and depending on MAF for supplies and, yes, as I said to the children, in some cases flying them off to boarding school. Roy was one of many. Grace and I, back in 1960, had to face the challenge of God calling to us to leave my secure and responsible position in a bank in Brisbane, to go to Bible college, I was just being offered a significant promotion at the bank, of course. The devil often does that, you know. If God calls, the devil endeavours to throw in a contra offer. But we acknowledged it. We went to Bible college, which meant my having to drive a taxi through most of the night to try and eke out a, a living for Grace and her one daughter at that time. Yes, along with most other MAF staff, we've had to leave our relatives and move either interstate or overseas for long periods of time. Quite a challenge. Each of us have had to count the cost of, of following the call to go to the unsaved. All of us have testified, though, that it's been infinitely worth the sacrifice. Some might say, why go? Well, simply in obedience to the Lord, but we've seen the effects of the gospel. In Papua New Guinea, for instance, we've, we've just seen the difference in the faces between the ones that are still steeped in, in witchcraft and evil, just the, the hopeless, dark complexion and look. And what a difference, those that have really trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Their faces literally shine, shine with a new joy and a new peace and a love. You can see the difference. Sometimes we find it hard here in Australia to see the difference, don't we, which is a shame. But in mission field situations, you can tell the difference. But going is always costly. 
Sadly, sometimes it even results in life itself being lost. Just four years ago this month, a young pilot, Hadley Smith, set out on a routine flight carrying cargo to isolated Aboriginal communities in Arnhem Land. He never arrived. In fact, he and his plane have never been found. There have been others like that. I mentioned Roy Howey earlier. He also lost his life in Papua New Guinea in an accident. It's very dangerous flying up there. There's jungles, there's deserts, there's swamps, there's high mountains, treacherous clouds, short airstrips, even war zones, yes. Thank you for your prayers. They're essential to MAF and mission work in general. Yes, MAF finds itself these days, unfortunately, in and out of war zones. But that little word, go, on the lips of our Lord is your authority and mine for preaching the gospel. He speaks to us of the dignity and the honour and the responsibility of the work. But what are we doing with or about his command? Are we obeying? To whom are you going? To whom am I going? Go. The third word in our text is work. That describes the nature of Christian service. Now, notice that the word is work, not not shirk. Why do I say that? Well, it has been said that the work of God is progressing so slowly because so many Christians are lazy and half-hearted and lacking in holy zeal. Now, that's a very solemn charge. Much sacrificial work is going on throughout the world, and we praise God for it. But it's also true that so many Christians are doing so little. They're receiving, but not transmitting. Saints, but not soldiers. Now that's no new situation. Remember 2,000 or so years ago, Jesus himself said, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labourers are few. But isn't it incredible that there should only be a few who want to engage in such a glorious work for such a glorious master and for such great rewards? Are you one of the few? In MAF, as in most other missions, there's a wide range of positions to be filled. We need not only skilled and highly trained commercial pilots, we're desperately short of licensed aircraft engineers to maintain the aircraft. Not only these specialised roles, but there's a continuing need for accountants and administrators, radio techs, program managers, office workers, IT personnel, carpenters. In fact, almost anybody can fill the need. I'm reminded of one applicant who apologised to her, saying, look, I really don't think my training's going to be much use to you. I said, what? He said, I'm a, I'm a watchmaker. Back when we had watches that had little cogs in them. Um, but we said, actually, there is a need for instrument makers. And uh, he was able to find uh, a niche, as it were, in math for quite some time there, in that field, as well as learning other skills that he was over, over the years. And almost all missions have openings for short-term workers, maybe students or retirees, long service leave. MAP certainly appreciates the help that such self-funded people can, can give. We're all workers together with God. We're in partnership with him. But let's make sure we're active partners, not sleeping partners. 
The fourth word, today, describes the time of Christian service. We must live in the present, and that's what our Lord says in our text. Today. I don't think we have any conception of the urgency of the task of world evangelism. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. MAF is now incorporated as an international organisation with staff from dozens of countries. Makes it easier to find a staff member from a country that is, has good relationships to the uh, uh, leaders of the countries to which he's sent. In PNG, for instance, we now have staff from the UK, Canada, Germany, Switzerland, Finland, USA, as well as Australia and New Zealand. Only a few, do- few years ago, doors were open into many countries, wide, wide open for the gospel. But today they're shut. The same is true all over Europe, South America, Asia, Africa. MIF staff in many countries have to have contingency plans for the evacuation of our staff and other missionaries in the event of extreme political or religious violence, which regularly happens. So, Christian worker, boast not yourself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. The Holy Ghost said, Today, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We need to pray each day that God will open our eyes to the opportunities that he places before each one of us. John Wesley's favourite text was, The king's business requireth haste. And we're exhorted to redeem the time, for the days are evil. That's a well-understood verse in MAF, as we seek to redeem the time by the use of speedy aircraft and communications, thus advancing the gospel. Instead of days of arduous trekking across mountains and swamps, or hours sitting in a little dugout canoe, sometimes out in the open sea, God's representative can be transported in a few minutes to his new assignment without being exhausted. As I mentioned to the children, a minute can be worth an hour. minute in the air, an hour slog, hard work. Yes? The fifth word, vineyard. That describes the sphere of Christian service. Perhaps you say, yes, yes, I'd like to work for the Lord, but where, how? And the Lord, in effect, says, in my vineyard, meaning in the Lord's choice, his place for you. It's different for each of us. And if you truly place yourself at the Lord's disposal, he will show you where and how you should serve him. I don't know what God may have for you to do. Could be that he will call you into ministry of intercession. Perhaps he will delegate some particular task to you in the local church. Maybe he wants you to be a minister or missionary. I don't know, but God does. You need to be open before God and ask him. Many have responded to the Lord's call to leave familiar surroundings and go to the uttermost part of the earth. Currently, MAF International is operating in over 30 of the most remote, inaccessible and unreachable countries on earth, using a fleet of over 130 small aircraft. This work has seen many changes in the past 60 years. Originally, our slogan was the servant of missions, as we assisted the explosion of missions after World War II. In fact, in New Guinea it said that it put forward the course of the gospel by at least a generation the use of aircraft there in the uh, in the 50s and 60s. But then as churches and national leaders came into existence, the slogan became serving the church. 
This is still the most important aspect of our work, but changes have now meant that we are, our slogan is now flying for life, bringing health and healing to suffering and isolated communities. And lives are saved every day. There's medical emergencies, bush clinics, disaster relief, community service, radio and internet communications, transporting pastors and teachers of scriptures. Our staff endeavour to learn the local languages. They assist in evangelistic activities at the bases where they are stationed, preaching, mentoring, showing the Jesus film, leading ministries to women and children, distributing literature. The unique specialised service we can offer with aircraft and communications often opens the door for our dedicated staff to live and work in countries that are not at all favourably disposed toward Christianity. Quite amazing how we're able to find open doors in countries that you wouldn't... If you just said you wanted to go as a Christian missionary, they wouldn't give you a visa. But going through MAF Avenue, we have staff in those areas. Some of you may know that for over 40 years, MAF had its Pacific Engineering and Training Base in Ballarat. That's where Grace and I have spent most of our time with MAF. Major aircraft rebuilding and maintenance, as well as flying training, were carried out there until it was deemed more practical to move the whole operation to Mariba, up in the Atherton Tableland, North Queensland. However, you may not have realised that MAF has had a major presence in Arnhem Land, that's the northern part, northeastern part of uh, the Northern Territory, the Aboriginal Reserve area there. For over 40 years now, we've had aircraft there, and staff have had to build up trust over that time, as sadly not all white people have been kind to the indigenous tribes, sadly. Banambi Wanamura is an elder and community leader of the Gonu, or local indigenous clans in the Gove area. I share a quote from him. It's quite significant. It's, it's, there's quite a bit to it, so anyway, I'll share with you. He said, The relationship with MAF is very strong right from the early days. A lot of MAF people were adopted by clan members and are still adopted by them. MAF has come here and established a service for us and for God. MAF has helped our people move back to their homelands. It's a very close relationship. A unity has developed between us. It's a hard road for families. They don't come to work for themselves. They preach and they bring your new people into their fellowships. That warmth and patience and that love of people is what they bring to us. If anyone needs them to sit and talk, they're there. We pray together. We have good fellowship. We need to stand strong by involving ourselves and sharing the good news. They work with us, with us in a spirit of unity, and I thank God for that. I really do. Quite a testimony from an Aboriginal leader and elder. And apart from flying, those staff in the Northern Territory do take an active part in the work of the local churches. In fact, every Thursday night or evening, Paul Woodington, Woodington a pilot, and friends from the Oasis Church in Nullumboy make a short flight across the water to Bremer Island. Their purpose is to lead a weekly outreach service to the teenage boys there and support their matriarch, Laklak. This motherly woman provides a safe haven here for what she terms her naughty boys. And the courts are happy to send these young offenders to come there rather than to send to a detention centre. And it works. Any visitor can see the respect and love that exists between the teenagers and Laklak. There's a piece about the island that no detention centre could replicate. Laklak and her young charges welcome Paul and the team for a meal, a time of worship and prayer, some films, 
and the sharing of a short Christian message. They stay overnight, fly out the next morning to go to work. Almost every day we read about natural and man-made disasters. There's floods, fires, earthquakes, civilian populations caught up in war. And Mafia's there in many of these situations. Whether it be in East Timor, Indonesia, Africa, South America. Let me share a recent story from Bangladesh, which was suffering from horrific flooding at that time, which unfortunately regularly happens. Pilot Chad Tilly writes that a major in the Bangladeshi army asked him to help save a dying baby in his home village, far out in the bewildering maze of rivers south of Dhaka City. Nobody else could possibly help. In fact, MAF has the only amphibious float plane capable of reaching any point in Bangladesh within an hour. The local people have named it the Sea Angel. And the Major said to Chad, I've seen your hangar from across the field. It says on it, flying for life. I've seen that you are here to help people in my country. Can you help me? And Chad writes, Yes, well, I took off with the Major on board. We flew south. We got over this big river network at 500 feet. As I looked out, the river's stretching in every direction. I had a bad feeling that we were never going to find that baby. As we circled over one location after another, I silently prayed, God, please help us to find that child. Then as I turned, we looked down and we saw some red flags flying. And the major says, that's them. They can see us. That's them down there. So we were able to alight with the float plane, alight on the river, pulled into the bank, and literally thousands of people came out. The mother handed me her baby. She'd given me her most precious treasure on earth. What a witness to all those people that even though I was a foreigner and a Christian, she was giving him to me in trust. And we flew the mother and the baby to Dhaka, and they were taken to hospital. The major visited us a week later and thanked M.A. for saving this baby's life. That day we didn't have to say anything, even if we had been permitted there in that uh, uh, country. People know that we're Christians serving in a Muslim country and we're there able and willing to help them in their time of need. And that story just reminds us so much of the Bible account of the centurion who came to Jesus asking help for a sick servant. And Jesus said to the centurion, I haven't ever seen faith like this. And that same kind of faith brought that army major to a hangar painted with flying for life. And his faith was rewarded. And you can have a part in this if you support or pray. We may have many other stories. I haven't time at the moment. But MAP serves in many ways and places. A nephew of mine has a senior role with the WEC International Mission, having served for over three decades in West Africa. Recently he had to make pastoral visits to isolated missionaries in the Congo at a time of very dangerous unrest. Flying with MAF was the only way he could fulfil his appointments. He told me afterwards, thank God for MAF. There's no other way I could have got around those missionaries. And while operating MAF aircraft is expensive, it works out cheaper than any alternative. That's assuming there is an alternative. It's often there isn't. I'd invite you to uh, uh, receive the regular magazines and newsletters from our head office or write to individual families. It's great if you can do that. All our staff need to have a support base of dedicated friends to provide them with prayer and financial support. 
MAF receives no government or corporate assistance, whatever. So donations are urgently needed to maintain bases and meet significant operating costs. In fact, Avgas for the piston-engined aeroplanes is scarce and expensive, and we're being forced to find the money to buy newer aircraft that use jet fuel. Take the opportunity to speak with me after the service. We'll have time there. And uh, uh, please, if any are not able to stay, then make sure you take a magazine with you that has information in it that you can make further contact. And nobody else in the world can do what you can do. The centre of God's will is the safest, most satisfying place to be. We each need to ask ourselves, has God called me to stay here? We need to ask continually, pray that the Lord of the harvest, that he thrust out labourers into his vineyard, and then let us faithfully support those who do go. So I'll leave you the challenge. Son or daughter, go, work, today, in my vineyard. Let us pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, indeed we thank you for your holy word. We thank you that your spirit is able to take these frail human words that have been spoken and work them and make them real and vital in our hearts and lives. And we do pray that each of us will be faithful to you in proclaiming our Saviour to needy people. In the precious name of Jesus we ask this. Amen.